Welcome to GC365. It is awesome to be here. I'm Shauna. And I'm Shay. It's pretty cool. Um, it is day 254. I can't believe it. That means we're like, it's barely over 100 days till the end. It's like two thirds of the way through. You guys are doing great. Uh, keep up with us. Keep reading. If you got behind, just start now and keep going to the end. You've got this. And we get some pretty fun readings today because Pastor Dan's doing the series Good News Effect. We're talking about the good news in Isaiah and we get to talk about Isaiah today too. So we've got chapters eight and nine this morning. What did you think, Shay? Okay. So first of all, Isaiah has some repetition. So that's my first. Okay. Pay attention to that real quick. Like, why did it repeat? What does it why say? Why does it repeat? Yeah. Why do we need to focus on that? Because anytime there is repetition, whether it's in our day-to-day life, you need to kind of pay attention to that. Whether it's someone's actions or the words that are in the Bible, there'll be repetitions uh, in one single verse or a verse in the New Testament, and then you've already read it in the Old Testament. So it kind of it's like, pay attention, pay attention, be like, okay, this is really important to understand, but why is it important to understand yeah. is really the thing to focus on. So what did you notice that repeated in today's passage? I wrote it down. So it says um, in Isaiah 8, 9, prepare for battle and be shattered. So twice, right after each other. And then, so for me, I was thinking, at least what I understood is lean on God and not yourself. So if you try to prepare for something without leaning on God first and pairing with God and not just yourself, if you prepare without God, you're going to fail every time. Yeah. Every single time. Cause this is like the enemy nations and basically Isaiah's letting them know, like it doesn't really matter what you do because God's already got this other plan. Exactly. And you're going to be defeated because they're yeah going into battle without God, which is never a good plan. So even though he's talking to the enemy in that moment, it's also a reminder to us, a reminder to the Israelites of like, oh, we got to stay on God's side because when we don't, this is what happens. Yeah. Life becomes a mess. So I also love right after that, Uh, We go into verses 11 through 13, which is a call to trusting the Lord. And it says that the Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. And I just think that's so profound because we see those themes in the New Testament too, of like, we are supposed to be different. We're not supposed to think just like the world does. And then the quote from the Lord is to don't call everything a conspiracy like they do and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. So just like we said, we have to be following God and not be afraid of whatever else is coming against us because God's on our side. And it's such a great reminder of like, we don't need to get caught up in these ideas and conspiracy theories and going down to crazy town with our thoughts. We just need to be in line with God. Exactly. And then many times God has flat out told us following me and being a follower of Christ is not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but in the end, so worth it. Mm -hmm. It's so rewarding. Just like in life as kids, we do things that we're we're told to do things that we do not want to do. And we'll (laughs) go like kicking and screaming and, doing all of that. But in the end, it's something that was so worthwhile. It was for our good. It was for our good. Yeah. Love that. So it's kind of like putting that into perspective as well. Totally. And then the good news effect, it's all about really how in Isaiah, 
all these pieces of good news point to Jesus. And we are the lucky ones. We got a really good passage today. Oh yeah. So chapter nine, we have like the pinnacle of messianic prophecies where like, I bet when you read this, maybe like me and Pastor Jesse, you started singing Handel's Messiah. I don't know. Maybe, you know, the mighty God, you know, you got it. You can sing along. I believe in you. But, you know, verses two through seven of Isaiah nine are all about Jesus. So how crazy is that in the midst of everything going on in the Old Testament that Isaiah is pointing forward to the Messiah that everyone's looking forward to. And now we know that that's Jesus. So there's some pretty cool stuff in there. I love how in the beginning it starts with the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And that imagery of light is all over in the New Testament Mm -hmm. that Jesus is a light. And so that's super easy to make that correlation. Just like you were saying, Shay, it's another one of those repetitive things in the Bible. It's one of the repetitive things. Uh, John is full of the... I am statements of I am the light, I am the true vine, I am the living water, I'm the great I am, the first and the last. And basically everything that's in Isaiah 9 is repeating that Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And then those like names for Jesus in here that he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, a Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I've heard those before, you know, and those get echoed later. So this is just cool to see. Verse six, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. This is all about like the birth of Jesus. And I can't imagine what it would have been like living back in the Old Testament times and just waiting for the Messiah to come. Like you have this image, this glimmer of hope, but you're kind of stuck in wherever you are and you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then to be there when Jesus actually arrives on the scene, you know, it'd be nuts. But for these people in Isaiah, they don't even know necessarily exactly what this prophecy is pointing to. So it's cool from our perspective to be able to look back and make those connections across the Old Testament and New Testament for like, sure. Well, there was a, and then we can think of just the day he was born and think of the shepherds and they're watching over their flock and then they see the star and they follow it and there is Jesus and they have these gifts for him because mm-hmm. he is the king. Yeah. Which is, I think, so baffling to me that they would just know, which is obviously a complete God thing. Yeah. God was guiding them. Yeah. But it's another echo of that light thing because the star was like a light. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty crazy. All right. So we're going to move on to the New Testament. This one, we both highlighted the same verses. Yep. What you got? Yep, we did. Um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 which I don't remember what they were. Want me to read it? Yeah. All right. Each time he said... My grace is all that you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Exactly. And again, this is about, we got to be on God's side. We, we don't need to trust in just our own strength or you know what got us to the place we are at right now. It's God using our brokenness, God using our weaknesses, God using the mess of our lives and still speaking through it is what's so powerful because we really can't do it alone. And he chooses to use broken stuff a lot. Yeah. I feel like speaking of broken, I feel like the entire, all of the passages we've had is a complete broken record where it's on repeat and it just kind of skips over itself and then goes back, starts at the beginning and keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I think it correlates with the Isaiah 8, 9, where 
it says basically to just rely on God and not yourself. Because if yeah. you try to prepare without God, you're going to fall straight on your face every time. But yeah. The great thing about God is he'll be there to pick you up mm-hmm. every sure. single time. Yeah. And it even says fail. the same thing basically in our Psalms today. So we definitely have a theme. Oh, yeah. Um, verse 22 in our Psalm uh what chapter is this? Psalm 55, 22. Yep. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. So oh, yeah. again, giving your burdens to God, handing over your life, being okay if there's a mess and just giving it up to Jesus. Oh, and yeah. then he's going to do something with it. So I and love I... that. We have such uh, a repeated theme about just trusting in God and giving him over our lives, which is so awesome. And then we've got the Proverbs today, which we both loved. This is totally actually really a different the theme, use. but you know, it's they're, great wisdom. They're so short, yet short and sweet. So impactful. Yes. So I just think that's so awesome. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. So I know we can get caught up in the American dream or just thinking, you know, I want this. I want that. What's next for my life? How do I work towards, you know, what most of our country works towards, which is being richer, having more stuff. And this was just a reminder to me of like, I think the thing that never fails is aiming for generosity instead of aiming for wealth. Because I know so many people that get more money and then they get more stingy. And I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person that like, if God blesses me with more, that I'm giving more. And that oh, way absolutely. I'm not caught up in that idea of like, oh, I'm just going to wear myself out trying to get rich. And that's all I care about. So like, God gave me the ability to be able to work. So really, it's not my money. It's not that money that mm-hmm. I earned. It's the money that God has earned through blessing me with a workable body, if yeah. that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So I love that. It's a great reminder for all of us not Mm -hmm. to get caught up in just our natural tendencies to be preoccupied with what we're doing and the things that we're receiving, but instead Mm -hmm. like, let's turn it outwards. Let's be generous. Let's give it away because it's really all God's to begin with for sure. And he will make your burden light. And I love that. There's so much in this passage. There were even more tidbits we didn't even talk about, but I hope you guys are enjoying reading along with us and we'll see you tomorrow.